Well, hello everybody, and welcome to a Helicarrier special edition episode. This is your podcast with weekly reviews of Marvel's Age of Shield and other Marvel entertainment discussions. I'm your host Andy B, as usual, and with me is my co-host Dan Schmidt. Hello, guys. How are you doing? We're excited to talk about this today. Yeah, we're really excited to talk to talk about this today. Uh, we, but before we get to that, we are going to talk about some Shield news. Yes. Uh, not a, a not a lot of big shield news, but we do, we do have a few things for you guys. First of all, the season finale has been scheduled Tuesday, May thirteenth. Eight. Be there or be square. Eight seven central ABC. The season finale of Marvel's Age of Shield. Mark That's your calendars, be because here's another thing that um that maybe not a lot of you know. Every year, all the networks do something called upfronts, and that's when they announce what shows have been renewed and where they're going to be put on the schedule and so on. And um, we usually get the, tra- the trailers then as well for new shows. And um, ABC are going to have their upfronts on May 13th. Yes. So, and here's the thing. ABC, they usually don't renew shows before Upfronts. They always announce it on the Upfronts, all their shows. And then that's when we will know which, which show has been canceled, which show has been renewed. So, they're not like CW or Fox or CBS that announce uh, several renew- renewals in advance. Right. So, as season one will r- wrap up that day, that's when we know if the show has been renewed. Here's the thing. I'm not that nervous because I think that they're doing better now in the marketing. I think that the ratings, yeah. they are what they are. But I think that definitely one thing we can expect is that we won't see S.H.I.E.L.D. on Tuesday nights next year. Right. So, spread the words. Like, even though I know the show is going to get picked up, let's start watching it. Yeah, let's end this season on good numbers tell all your friends spread the word facebook twitter google plus tumblr linkedin there's plenty of ways to, ca- to catch up with the show on itunes hulu plus okay, tell them it's going to tie to the captain america movie yes because and that's our yeah. second news item because that's something that i got for you guys thanks to Matt mitovich from tvline.com yeah, so thank you but yeah but to sum it up once again on may 13th tuesday Ace of Eternal on ABC is the season finale of Marvel's Age of Shield, but that's also the day when they're going to announce if it, ha- if it has been renewed and where they're going to put it on the schedule for the 2014 and 2015 season. And also make sure April 1st, because when the show comes back from hiatus. So make sure you're watching then, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, for our special Shield, I'm not going to say scoop, but it was something that I got from Matt Mitovich. So he. If you're following on Twitter, he usually do these uh, tw- these Matt's Inside articles where he gives you a scoop about a show. If you like, if you email about, for example, Modern Family or Arrow or Shield or something like that, you ask a question like, "Do you have a scoop on the elicity um, for Arrow, or do you have do you know if m- m- this character is going to show up on Shield or whatever?" So I email him and asked. Asked him this: Do you have any scoop on what's coming up on Marvel's Age of Shield in their eight remaining episodes? Perhaps something Marvely. And here's his response: No, nothing, nothing specific in sport, but it's something that is good to know. 
and I and here's what he said. I'm sure I don't need to tell you. I, I'm sure I don't need to tell you this, Andy. But run, don't walk to see Captain America: Winter Soldier in theaters April 4, which uncorks, as one Shield star told us at the film film's Hollywood screening, a huge tie-in to the ABC series, and for, and perhaps because of that, things go crazy in the season finale. Executive producer Marisa Tenjerone said, "And not all survive." Ooh. That's exciting stuff. I, I, I was not surprised to hear that they're teasing a death. Right. But you know, we don't know who it's going to be. They, right. It could be a trick. I don't know. But this the is the other thing. Is remember, people don't always stay dead in the comic book universe. Yeah, they go to Tahiti and then they come back. I don't, I'm kidding. Right. But uh, just point being, this is the first time they've teased about a death. They have yeah. never done this before in any interviews, or marketing. They've done they the, the Marvel synopsis for these episodes have done that sometimes, but this is right. the first time the executive producer has said this. Yeah. That not all survive. So, there is stuff to look forward to, and it looks like that the Winter Soldier tie is bigger than we realized. Yeah. And that's really where we're going to gauge out if it's going to get a second season. If they succeed, it's fine. Can I have a feeling it will? I've got a gut feeling on this. Yes, and... Um... I will say this: I'm not, we're not going to do a spoiler section this time, but I can I can t- I will let you guys know that on over at Shieldside.net um, website run by my good friend Craig Byrne, there are images up for end of beginning the episode that is going to air on April first. Right. We have episode descriptions for end of the beginning and also episode seventeen called Turn Turn Turn, and uh, from a rumor title for episode eighteen, uh, according to the feuding critic. Uh, episode 18 of Marvel's Age of, Sh- Marvel's Age of Shield is supposedly called Providence. Okay. And it also seems that there will be no more breaks when the show comes back on April 1st. Perfect. So we we're gonna get we are gonna get our eight episodes and we're gonna do a great job with it. We got it's we got uh, uh, assembling a universe to, to trend worldwide this Tuesday, guys. So we we're gonna get you know people are excited for the show, and we're gonna make a we're gonna make a bang out of it, for sure. And um, so there you go. That that's um, so you know there's there's there there is information for upcoming episodes of Shield over at Shieldside.net. Make sure to, to head over there if you want to know what's coming up, and make sure to to see Captain America: Winter Soldier as soon as you can. Because the tie, I don't think we're just getting one tie-in. I think there's going to be an overall tie-in for the rest of the season, because the uprising has begun. I'm with you on that, Andy. Anything else? Yeah. Dan, you're 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 very straightforward. Come for me. Come, I'm just very excited for to see how all this tie-in's going to work out. Come, I'm really hoping we're going to get something big. I'm anxious. 
and I didn't have this excitement for the show earlier in the season. I'm glad I finally have it now. So it's good stuff. I think we all are, to be honest. We are all now excited for what's coming up. Yeah. I know I had uh, one of my friends um, said to me recently that he's now starting to feel the show again. That he he had almost given up on the show, but he's now he's he, he said that he he feels that they're now starting to head into the right direction. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Coming this Assembly of the Universe special got me even more hyped up about it. Yeah. And let's get to that because we don't have a comic section this week. as we It's a special edition, special edition episode anyway, so it's, um, it's all right. And um, let's talk about Marvel Studios Assembling a Universe. Now... Going into this documentary, I didn't know what to expect because there, 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 there were so many things that we were going to see, new things and so on. Yeah. Okay. Wait, it's wait, coming in better. Wait, wait, wait a minute. But wait, there, there's there's shield news. We have breaking news right now on the podcast. Yeah. I okay, um, guys, wait, okay, hold it, hold the discussion. We have breaking yeah. news on Thursday, March twentieth. We have breaking news. Dan, report. Basically, uh, Patton Oswald from the TV show King of Queens. He played Spence on that show, and he's a comedian that many of you know. Comment also was on Bird Notice and the voice of Remy the Rat, because the Pixar film at Ratatouille is going to appear called Agents of Shield. As, as it's because this Modoc is this what I'm seeing? As Agent Eric Cohen. Okay. Yes. This is breaking. Oh, he thought it was Modoc. But he is from the from the Howling Commandos. Yes. He's gonna let's see. Okay, here's what the article says. Marvel Agent Shield has recruited yet another special guest star with fan-favorite actor-comedian Patton Oswalt, who will join the cast as er- Agent Eric Cohen in an upcoming episode of the hit series. Um, let's move on and see right. what it says. Um, he was also on Dollhouse, come Joss Whedon's other come show that he had on Fox. Well, funny enough, he thought he was playing Modoc. Yeah. So I'm reading the article. <laughs> Okay, we we are. This is because it is breaking news. We are, as we're going through to see what this is all about. Because this, we're we're not kidding, ladies and gentlemen. It's as we were recording. We were just about to talk to Marvel special. It just broke. Um, I don't understand yeah. why Marvel is claiming it as an exclusive because, like, it's so they're claiming their own scoops as exclusives now. It's okay. Well, they always done that. I, it, now I wish Seek was here because I, I, I need him to exp- – I, I, I bet he knows the character better than I do. Yeah, he can explain a little bit more of the Calling Commandos backgrounds. Um, when I get – Pat Oswald is a comedian, so I don't know if this character is going to be somewhat humorous or – I'm not sure. He's played a hacker on a lot of other shows. So I wonder if he's going to be a computer techie kind of guy. But a good casting. He's a big comic book fan. I know himself. 
a big geek for stuff like this. So I think he's going to be a lot of fun on the show. Kind of, he's all fired up and all for it. So come, I think this is going to be good. It's a good casting call. Yeah, um, th- you you can head over to Marvel.com to read about. There's an interview with him where he tells about this experience, and um, they don't really give any details ab- about his ep- episode. But um, okay, so yeah, we have yeah yeah. So breaking news during this episode. That's amazing. Now, let's talk about. Yeah. Let's go back now. Okay, Marvel, don't break any more news. Jeez. Yes. So let's talk about Marvel Studios assembling a universe. So going into this documentary, I didn't know what to expect aside from that trailer, trailer and synopsis that we had seen, because yeah. they were teasing about we were gonna get some special looks, special interviews, and so on. But but and here's the thing: because I I got laid into Phase One and the Marvel stuff. Late. I saw Iron Man one like two or three years after it came out. Okay. Because I didn't know it existed at that point, so it was fascinating seeing the beginning. But then, let's give um, let's get your reactions out first because I t- I talk way too much. So what did you think um, at the beginning? Um, the beginning story um it was cool. Come, I'm glad they explained how small Marvel Studios was. Come at the time. Got to explain that there was like 30 different writers who had passed on doing the film. Because back then, superhero films, believe it or not, even after the success of two Spider-Man films, were somewhat questionable, kind of if they could make money. And Iron Man was considered an obscure superhero that they didn't think had enough of a following to make money and be successful as a Spider-Man or a Batman. And so that was interesting in showing that. Um, I felt that in respect to a lot of the movies, they made it seem easier to put together than it really was. There were a lot of challenges that had to be faced. One of the stories that I was a little disappointed that got kind of shortchanged was how Robert Downey Jr. got involved in all of this. And how it really turned his life around uh, getting this role. Because if a lot of you don't know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. way before Iron Man had a drug problem. Kind of followed the same path as Tony Stark. Kind of had a point where he reached rock bottom. Kind of went and turned his life around. Got thanks to the help of his wife and other people in his life and Good John Favreau giving him this opportunity. So I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to see that story because that story is just as inspiring as the making of the movie itself and the Marvel Universe. What I was really fascinated about that, that, that story about Iron Man's basically how it came to be was that 30 writers passed on that. Yeah. Like, I... I I fell off the off the couch when when they said that because I was like, "What are how how can Hollywood be so picky?" Yeah, there was a, I mean just a, a disdain towards superhero movies. God, they really had to prove themselves. Like this movie is what sold Marvel Studios to Disney. Um, at the time, Disney was not knocking on their front door, saying, "We want this." 
it was still it was just a bizarre story to hear like yeah. why would how could Ferdy Riders pass on that project? I, <laughs> it it doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. And and the other amazing thing about the making of this Iron Man movie was it was basically made on like twelve computers. They basically I, I actually got to go go visit Marvel Studios when it was a hole in the wall. Um could briefly get to meet Chad Favreau called through a friend I knew and it was just basically a typical office suite with 12 computers, got like three or four offices. And they made Iron Man, or at least all the special effects, out of that place. And so it's it's amazing from what that started out as to what it is now. I mean, it's, it's amazing how this studio has exploded in the past, what would you say, 12 years? Yeah, that's well. They, they yeah, they started around two thousand. I'm not good at math now. Two thousand six. Yeah. So, uh, two, two or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah, it's. And um, again, when I was there, the Hulk movie was just a bunch of drawings, concept art, basically. Well, it was it was storyboard art. It's actually what it was. Ah, uh, that's that's cool. And, and it was of the chase sequence at the beginning of the movie. And they were so nervous about that movie, I, I can't even tell you. Because the last one was such a disaster. Yeah, let's not talk about Ang Lee's Hulk. Um. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I thought this... I, God, I don't know if Disney didn't want to show all of that or there was controversy behind it. Because they didn't want to get anyone in trouble. But a lot of that story of just how nervous they were and how big of a risk it was and how we, the fans, made it work out. God, I, I thought it should have been in there a little bit more. But... Andy, do you think it might have been kind of concerned about them getting sued or, you know, kind of throwing someone under the bus that they didn't tell a lot of that story? About Robin and Jr.? Well, and that and, and their concerns about do you know, it actually be a success in working out? I, I'm, not, I, I'm not sure about that, honestly. Okay. But I I think that, you know, they, they I think they did go through it very carefully before airing this, I think they picked yeah. out very specific footage to show uh, footage yes. to show us, and uh, you know I I enjoyed basically all of it. Yeah, I did too. God, it really captured the magic of these movies. I thought, God, I thought it did a very good job of hyping all of the movies and, and making me want to go back and watch them again. God, I was really glad we got to see Kevin Feige, Feige, on this, Feige God, God, on this episode, coming on this show. Can see just how excited he is about it. Like, I mean, you could feel the energy when he was talking about wanting this to happen and kind of going through with this Avengers vision of his. God, and I loved hearing about how Joss Whedon was just so all for it when he found out. Give it before he was working for him. Go, yeah, go, um, yeah, go on. So I thought that was cool. God, it's like Jess Whedon almost got himself a job by doing that. And we hear during the special that Robert and Jr. basically told Kevin Feige after the casting of Robert and Jr. as um, of Iron Man, he he went up to Kevin Feige and said that's that was dope. Yeah. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. he had to fight for that role. 
Yeah. And it was not a challenge. And, and I think that's inspiring in itself. It um, truly is. And we we don't talk about his past that much on this podcast. We, right. we, we talked about Donna Jr. before on this podcast, but we never talk about his dark history. Right. And he, he overcame that. And really the story of how all of the lead actors in these you know, superhero movies, these Marvel movies, came to be and came to be in this cast. It's very fascinating and interesting. Um, I know Chris Evans had a very hard time wanting to take the role of Captain America because of what it stands for and what it means. Yeah, well, you know what made me happy was that he he wasn't struggling with accepting the role because he was he it wasn't like oh I don't care about comic movies I think it's lame I don't think Captain America is a cool character it was because this is a huge responsibility and I think that makes him more that makes him so likable and human right. basically because he was afraid that he would disappoint people because you hear something in Hollywood that there are actors that were suppo- that were met that they were close to getting roles but they gave it up because they felt that oh I don't want to do a comic project part Probably, probably right. that's lame. Right. So do you know what I mean? Yes. God, I was really glad that they did take the time at least to explain a little bit about how uh, what Chris Hemsworth's approach to Thor is. Kind of how he just wants to have a good time doing this. And, and he wants to make it look like he's having fun because if he does it, then people aren't going to believe the world. That Thor existed. Yeah. Um, God, I love that. And I, and I love how Chris Hemsworth is so excited to do these movies. Like, he just always has a smile on his face. God, he just seems so lit up Chris to play Hemsworth? Thor. Yeah. Yes. And also, I think, some. let's be honest here as well. Some of these those interviews are, they're old. So I think it's a bit different now from right. what happened you know what happened. You know what happened at that time, and what he how he feels now, um, because you know his contract is coming up soon. I'm, I'm not gonna get into that, but I'm right. I, you know who knows? Maybe he won't be for after his final movie. Yeah. And again, you know, it's like how far can you take it? You know, I mean, I feel like three movies are the limit, in my opinion. For for those stories, kind of, I mean, you can still have them show up in Avengers movies and stuff. But do you really need more than three individual stories? That's true. But I think they're definitely going to want to make more four movies, as well as Iron movies and Captain America movies, after right. their trilogies are done. Okay. But, but okay, let's focus on the um, let's focus on the special. I I love that the first scene we get in the special was. It's at Comic Con 2006. A fan is asking, "Are we? Is is there any chance for crossovers?" And they basically start hinting at, you know, we're trying to build towards something called the Avengers. And wow, the the rumors went nuts. And you can you know what what this made me feel? I it made me so jealous because I felt like I missed I missed I I missed a lot of things during that time. Well, and can can I ask you part of this? Sure. How did Marvel get to you? Um, did you discover it eventually? It was um, I. I was over. I think I was at some friend's house, and they were watching The Incredible Hulk, 
And I said, right. oh, you're watching that, that Hulk movie from 2003? They're like, no, 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 this is a new one that came out like a few years ago. I'm like, oh, okay. So I was watching it and I'm like, hey, who's that guy at the end who's talking to the general? He's like, oh, that that's Iron Man. I'm like, he sounds familiar. Who's Iron Man? He's like, he's the guy with this, um, the armor suit and so on. And uh, So you just had never really been exposed to it? Not really. Like I don't know okay. why, how I missed it. It was just, I, I was living a completely different life. When I was in my teen, teen in my in my teen years, basically, it was a I had okay. a d- very different life. I was not around the internet as much as I am today, and um, yeah, it's it's messed up. But eventually, I got into it and I started following it all. But okay. um, so there you have it. That's Andy's origin story. <laughs> of getting into this. I did not turn into scorch uh, scorch though after afterwards. Right. Assembling an Andy. That was our little interlude there. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, this is the thing for me with that. Um, I was in film school at the time. God, I remember seeing that end scene. Good Iron Man, my friends and I were talking about it, um, with Nick Fury. And I said, they're going to make an Avengers movie. God, my friend just kept correcting me every time I said that. No, they're thinking about it. You don't know that for sure. That's not going to work. Why? Wait, wait, wait. Why? What was their argument for saying it, it's not going to work? Because they just said they'd never come through with superhero movies. That, that was his belief. So they didn't think that it was... So they, Because I heard there were so many people thinking that, oh, they're not in the same universe. Well, yeah, he knew that. But he's just like, oh, they always flop. By the third movie, it's bad. And he cited, you know, X-Men, The Last Stand, as an example, and in Spider-Man 3. Say so they have these great plans on paper, but they never could implement them. They could never get them right. Okay. Well, I think... Because I said, no, I think they're going to do it now. Come like, why would they get Sam Jackson to show up? That's a huge actor. And so, I, I mean, I got in a huge argument with them saying, they're going to do this, and lo and behold, guess what happened? Yeah, and it's now. The... Let's talk about that Nick Fury thing. And guys, we're not gonna go into particular order. We just we're just gonna talk about stuff. But yeah. um, I felt it was interesting that the Nick Fury camera got leaked. Yes. Can you take me back to that time, Dan, when you when you were experiencing it? Like, how did you find out that he was in the movie? After all, I saw. I saw. I just saw it in the movie. Oh, so you didn't know? You didn't know at all? Yeah, I did not have the internet resources that I have now to know those things. Um, and so I didn't know. I I saw it. Again, I saw Iron Man opening day. So I was in the theater. I stayed till the end just because I normally do. And uh, I saw it. So I didn't get to see the leak or know about it or whatever. Okay. Um, I would say somebody that was involved in that process of getting uh, Sam Jackson to cut from the set probably leaked it or said something to somebody. Because how are you going to keep your mouth shut on something like that? Well, they 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 tell us a story in the special that how they drove like how they had to drive up his car to his trailer, yep. and so that that was kind of funny to be honest and. Um, it, 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 there's so many great stories that that was told in his documentary, and yeah. 
I hope I hope they that, that they will make part they make this part of the Shield D- season one DVD. Yeah, me too. Kind of really, I I hope like you know five years down the line or whatever they could do another one that expands upon it a little more. Yeah. Um, uh, it was PBS did a great documentary on superheroes. That was about three hours long. I would love to see them do something like that called With the Making of the Vendors series. That would be really cool to watch. Now, I, I'm just thinking about... Right now I'm thinking about Robin Jr.'s speech, Downey Jr.'s speech at Comic-Con where he was saying how blessed he felt about being part of these these amazing yeah. actors and director and writers and so on. And um, Like, I know this is not like the story for Emily Bettrick-Cards and how she became so big thanks to Felicity Smoke, but this is... This is why Iron Man is so personal in the, in, in the cinematic universe. Right. Because Downey Jr. went from not a villain, but like a guy with some pro- with some problems, and he became a hero. Yeah, I mean it's like Tony Stark. It's very funny how similar it is. Yeah, and, and I think that's what they need to do with casting these characters, someone who could personify with the role. Yeah, it's um, I I, I think the funny out of all these actors, I think I, I don't know how I could see Chris Evans identify with this, uh, with this super, because he didn't think he could be him. Well, that's true, and I don't think Captain America thought he could. I I think that's why it worked. Um, and and again, Chris Hemsworth, I think he has you know, Thor's ego in a way. I don't think it's as angry. But I think it worked for that. Um, again, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say Jeremy Renner yet. I don't think we've seen enough of Hawkeye. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I'm still not really happy about his role in Avengers. I think he was. Yeah. Not that well used, but I I want to talk about how Sam Jackson talked about Nick Fury, and I loved yeah. Kevin Feige's discussion about how. Um, um, I think it was um, Jackson's manager or something calling him up and say hi do you have something for, for sam and he said yes would he would he do a cameo <laughs> and then he signed up for a nine picture deal well sam jackson is a comic book fanatic yeah and that's why he did age of shield outside his contract because that's how much he cares about the show uh, but he's also a big star wars fan um oh you know, oh really but, is he god god it was just kind of like okay star wars is done now that's off my bucket list. Let's do superheroes. He doesn't even give a crap that they, that the movies that he did was bad. Even he, he was great in them, but it was. <laughs> you know, he did were... snakes on a plane because he liked the title. <laughs> now I, we're all over the place, so let's try to focus. Okay, pick pick the next um, pick the next one. Why well, I want to talk about is Clark Gregg. Yes, let's talk about our beloved Clark Gregg. And, and his his story, too, is very similar to Downey Jr. He's telling that story about how he thought his scenes were going to get cut. Yeah, that made me so sad. Like, and now H.E. calls it is huge. He, is mo- like he and Felicity Smoke has been, like, become big characters within this. In, you know, they become two big characters within this comic book culture, and right. I'm I'm not gonna bring up Arrow too much, but it's just like 
seeing seeing so many things that Clark Craig was talking about reminded me about what we've seen with Felicity Smoke and so on. Yeah, but, and a lot of stories that that actress has told as well. Yeah, because she was only supposed to have like a few scenes. Like it was just like Clark Craig. He was only gonna have a few scenes for an, uh, for that for that movie. And she was going to have a few scenes in that episode, but because of the popularity that she got, they, they, they brought her back again and again and again. But, uh, and I love how this special captured that Coulson is a part of every aspect. He of the is universe. the glue. Because he kept popping up in every discussion about every movie. I love that. Well, because he was. He was in Iron Man. He was in Iron Man 2. He was in 4. He No, he was not in Captain America, but he wish he was. <laughs> yeah. He could, he could he well he did say that he that he was Guys, I thought Coulson was going to find him. That's what I thought, but Well, he did say that he that he was watching Steve sleep. Yeah. Which was, you know, not an awkward conversation at all. <laughs> but um, No, but I said on Twitter even before they started Talking, I think Clarker even said, you know, "I'm the glue." Uh, I said on Twitter that they better acknowledge Clark Craig as the glue of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, and what a way to hype Agents of Shield using that. Yeah, and because because here's the thing, I think a lot of people have forgotten about Coulson's role in this universe. Yes. Universe. You know why the Avengers exist? Because he died, and they decided to get together and. Save the world because they lost a comrade, they lost an ally, they lost a friend. So does that mean they're going to get together again because he's now alive? No, I I, I think they will remain together, but I think they're going to... Fury is in, is in big trouble. Yeah. But, uh, we, but we're not going to talk about that right now. But I... No, it was phenomenal to watch his discussion about... He, he's so humble. He's so humble about this role. He... I I got emotional when he said I thought my I thought my scenes were gonna get cut. Why well, I, I love that story where uh, uh, they they called him on the phone because they're like we're gonna have a big role for you in the Avengers. And he's like yeah okay. No, I <laughs> wait 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 time out time. he did not say yes mm, okay. Well he's like okay he's like oh that's what it is it's a big part okay I like that. Because then they kept going on more and more. Because then he goes oh uh, wait a minute. Am I going to die in this movie? Because <laughs> my role over. That, that was kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. Come on, he, I, I think they told him he's still around. I think, here's the thing. I, I think he thought he was done. Yeah. I think that Joss Whedon and Marvel probably knew all this whole time. If you look how they wrote that scene, Kobe, not Kobe Smulders, um, Maria Hill says, those cards were not in his, were in his locker, not his jacket. And Fury yeah. says they needed to push. Yeah. They they had pla- they they didn't plan Age of Shield, but they did plan that Colton was going to come back. Right. That this was a setup. Well, you can't lose. I wouldn't want to lose an actor like Clark Craig. Yeah, I I saw. I don't know who said this on Facebook or Twitter, but I saw a somebody that I follow. That he's he doesn't like the show, uh, he gave up on it quite early. But he said that if Age of Shield gets canceled, which it, it won't, uh, he said like please, Marvel, please continue using Clark Gregg's Agent Coulson. Yeah, and I think that's in the cards. Yeah, I even though it's gonna be a challenge for him, you know, shooting wise, 
I think he's in Age of Ultron, and he's going to be doing filming between Shield and yeah. Age of Ultron. I, I just, I just have this gut feeling that Joss Whedon has been lying this whole time. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in Captain America. I, I would not be surprised. I'm not saying he is, but I wouldn't be surprised. So let's talk. I want to talk a little bit about Scarlett, Joh- um, Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow. Because here's the thing. I, before I, I, I have seen like a few. She's the one that I haven't follow that I follow the least. I don't. I don't hate. I think she's a phenomenal actress. I think she's a great addition to the Marvel universe. But she was. She's never been the one that I follow. Incredibly, that she's never been the one that I follow a lot in interviews and so on. And yeah. I don't know if I don't know if she was a fangirl about Black Widow or whatever, but it seems that she really enjoys her character as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She strikes me as someone that got wanted to get on the, in on this because she knew it was a very good financial move. Can you expand on that, please? Well, I just it's it, some articles I read f- about her and stuff. God, you know, she really tried to get that role because I think she knew it was a good ship to jump on board. God, much like a story, God with Gwyneth Paltrow or God, John Favreau would say, we wouldn't have gotten these actors to work with us if it wasn't me and Robert working together. God, I think she's a product of that philosophy. I still think she appreciates being part of this, and yeah, but but she's much more based on her track record, kind of doing more artistic, kind of independent films. Yeah, I do think that if she would get a Black Widow movie, I think she would do it for sure. Yes, and and that's what I'm saying. She realizes that she needs to do a mixture of films to support herself or her career. Because the artistic films don't make a whole lot of money. Yeah, they're art house. They're they're indie right. movies and so on. Can you need money to budget those things? So I think she sees working on the Marvel films, making all those money. All that money is a way to help those films out. Can budget them, and they're all. It's called. It's all kind of a intertwined thing. That, yeah, I'm trying. I don't think I have much other other ways to say. She she didn't. She wasn't yeah. in it a lot. Right. But there was a lot of Iron Man focus, to be honest. There was a lot of Robert Downey focus. But he is, he's an essential part of this cinematic universe as well. Well, and it's an easier thing to approach because of the Hulk situation. Yeah, and th- let's talk about the Hulk for a second. We see, you know, we see stuff of Hulk. We, um, a lot from the Incredible Hulk and Avengers. I just felt like we couldn't... They, they shied away from even bringing in Mark Ruffalo too much. To not tick somebody off about the Hulk movie. Come, I was glad to see the director of the Hulk movie show up and talk in the special because he kind of had some bad blood with Marvel. So I was pretty impressed to see him show up. But I felt like they have to always shy away from the Hulk because of that disagreement they had over that film. Well. And I don't think it's something they should shy away from because it happens. That's the business. Well, if you think about it this way, there are they're bringing in Glenn Talbot, who we do we right. do see at him in this they special him in that trailer. Yeah, 
And I'm wondering if they are slowly building up towards another Hulk film through Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'd be fine with that. I think that's what they're doing. I think Mark Ruffalo should get a shot at his own movie. Granted, I like Ed Norton better. But I, I, I think I think they should give him a shot. Because I think he did a good job in the, in the Avengers movie. God, I think it's a much like how we had to do things with Rhodey. You know, when Don Cheadle comes in, got Iron Man 2, and he goes, yeah, it's me. Just deal with it. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Um... I'm still. I don't. I think he's a great actor, but I did prefer Ter- Terrence Howard over Don Cheeto. Okay, Terrence Howard was offered in that role again, can turn it down. Yeah, money. That issues. was his mistake. Yep. And I love that Chris Hardwick was part of it. Uh, he did uh, because last yes. year I. You know, I was I was Comic Con and he did like all the panel. He did it for DC and I mean Warner Brothers and Marvel and. I just want to be that guy. He's like, I, I. Let's move on. No, but Who I is podcast host. Yeah. Sorry. Could we want to be his podcast host? Oh my lord! If he would host Helicare with me, I would be like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. No, no offense. <laughs> no, but let's um. I'll take now. How much more do we want to talk about the the, the past? Of, should we move into what's phase coming? Two. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say, real quick. Okay. Andy, Andy I, I don't know if you got to see it, but um, if you watched it live, they showed some really great trailers for upcoming Marvel films. Come, there was a new Captain America trailer. Come, and I know this doesn't have to do with. Um, the Avengers series in particular, but they showed a really good Spider-Man, um, the movie Spider-Man 2 trailer, come um, during this as well. So they really used this as a great way to um, kite Marvel films in addition to what they did in the special. So I, I really like that. Well, we do see new footage of some upcoming movies in the actual special. And uh, they they t- they do talk about Iron Man three. They talk about four two. But I feel that I, it's there was a lot of new stuff to to learn from those two movies um, in the special. No. no, just where it kind of left off for for those characters. Yeah, I I like the story that they told about the Marvel one shots. Yeah, I'm glad they took time on those because they are important and also to inspire people to watch them. Yes. And uh, they, there's there's still a lot of people that are hoping for Agent Carter to happen, the TV show that is currently in development for ABC, which I hope happens. Um, that would uh, be fun. I, mean, I think you know Haley Atwood is a phenomenal actress, and I would love to see a show about her. I, I'm still a bit iffy about do, how they're going to do a Marvel period piece and make it work. I still think they should just make it as Sherlock, make it like five long episodes, a miniseries or something. Yeah. I know Sherlock has three episodes, but I think for Marvel they could do five. Yeah. Um, that would be a different kind of show. Yeah. For them to do, but hey, it might work. Yeah, and um, no, but I let's talk about the future 
now for for phase two. We have some really exciting stuff coming up. But I was amazed at the time they spun on Captain America talking about the movie. Yeah, you know, I, th- I thought we get three really quick minutes on it, but yeah, but I think one, but I think one thing we need to talk about because you know this is a podcast about Age of Shield. Let's talk about the Age of Shield segment in this special. Yeah, I. That was not uh, that wasn't a lot of new footage to be honest uh, from the interviews. I felt right. we have seen this before, back in September and so on. But I think Marissa and Jed's stuff was new along with Jeff Loeb's. Oh, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad they got on the special. Well, of course they would. People got to see their faces and see who they are. Because I think a lot of people get the misconception that Agents of Shield is Joss Whedon. The, yeah, and he's I, the face behind Get Decisions. Yeah, he he was in the special as well, talking about it. Um, but man, I haven't heard him say anything about Age of Shield in interviews for the past year. Because I don't really think he's working on it. I think he has set. The, I think he's left it up to his brother. I think he's still green, you know, greenlighting the the script. He's you know yeah. he, he does you know I think he's decided what what the season. I think he decided who's going to die in the season finale. I think he's decided right. how these times are going to be like and so on. But he's just not writing any episodes, which I, it makes me disappointed because I feel he's a ta- Buffy, but Angel, I, Firefly. For God, can we just get an episode already from him? But I, I mean, I think they're also consulting him about the movies as well. Yeah, that's that's why he's so busy. Yep. But uh, we do get some new footage for upcoming episode of Shield. We get new looks at Deathlock, whose suit is. Yeah. Okay, I know, there's been some mixed reactions to this costume. Yeah, there were more shown um, during commercials. Highlights for it if you watch them live. Yeah, and I, I, I think um, the suit that we're seeing now looks really good. I think the, the image that has been released, they, they make, they do look a little bit goofy there. But here's the thing: that's what photos do to costumes. Yeah. So can we well, just? Try to remember that. I think we're going to get some cool fight scenes in that one. That episode where he comes in. Is that going to be the April 1st episode? Where they go up against him? I... Yes. Okay. Now, I let's see. I'm, um, we do see... We see some behind the scenes up between Lady Sif and Lorelai. And... Um, then we see Glenn Talbot. Uh, he's commu- trying to uh, reach the leader of Shield or whatever. New stuff with Victoria Hand, and it's um, a lot of good stuff coming up. And oh, and um, now when talking, I, I off oh, the show. I, I'm, if I ever meet her, I'm gonna kneel before her. Also, I'm glad that they highlighted the importance of Agent Sitwell. Yeah, I, I think. think was, yeah, I was just gonna say I thought it was a good recap. On who he is, because he's popped up on Agents of Shield a couple times, and I think people have forgotten where he was from originally. Yeah, and he's a Marvel character, by the way, and so is Agent Blake. Yes. But um, yeah, they gave us some new look at um, Winter Soldier during the special, and I they they did something like that yeah. during, during commercial, right? Yes, and they kind of spoiled who God the Winter Soldier is for people Do- who didn't know. For the love of God, people, they've been revealing the, the identity of the Winter Soldier for months now. Right. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not going to 
bash anybody. I know, but I know you were concerned about me spoiling it. Yeah, I I know. We let's just get over it. Let's talk about Guardians of the freaking Galaxy. That movie is going to be cool. I think the visuals are selling people on it. I don't think they could have made that movie if Iron Man and the others weren't successful. Because I would have been nervous about that one like I was nervous about Thor. But after Thor worked, I'm like, okay, we can do this Guardian of the Galaxy thing. It looks so much fun. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to be... It's going to be like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I lo- James Gunn and the actors have tried to get away from those comparisons. But right. there's no way. But is that a bad thing? No, it's... It's not a bad thing. It's at the same time, it's also a good way to to show us because a Star Wars Star Wars esque movie before we we are about to get episode seven yeah. to see what the technology of Marvel and Disney can do now and what Lucasfilm will probably do as well. Right. I love that we got to see Noah Corpse a bit closer. I know there's been set photos, yeah. but I love that we got to see them, you know, officially now. And the other thing is, like, James Gunn, like, all of his movies are fun. I don't know if you've seen his other movies, but... I haven't, but I'm planning... Like, they're so... I mean, they're fun. Okay, so you get that, you get, like, a Star Wars atmosphere. I mean, you know, this could be a good time with the movies. And I think that's perfect. Plus, you got Vin Diesel in it. You've got Bradley Cooper voicing Rocket Raccoon. Um, Karen Gillian is in it. I mean, that's a, a geek's dream. There, I mean, it's it's gonna be fun. Oh, uh, it's and Chris Pratt. I think he's gonna be. Chris Pratt was a lot of fun in the Lego Movie. Um, and and I think he's gonna be a lot of fun in this uh, upcoming movie. Come um, the Lego Movie. It's it's a it's an adventure film. Much like Guardians of the Galaxy is gonna be. God, I, and I really think he's going to be something great in this movie. I do want to hear Groot talk at some point, but the thing is, like, if we hear him talk, then we know basically what he's going to sound like for the rest of the film. Quite, I think Groot's going to sound like the Iron Giant because Vin Diesel also voiced him. Which I know Michael loved because that's his favorite movie. But it's a great movie. It is. Now. Do you have anything else to say, say about Guardians of the Galaxy before we move to... Just that I'm excited for it. I'm really excited to, for it as well. I want to see the second trailer soon. I don't know when it is, but it should be like within the next two months. Yeah. Maybe during this the, the screening of um, Winter Soldier. I haven't heard... I know there's some Marvel trailer. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's Marvel special. I'm saying... Um, Marvel, like either for Fox or Sony. Okay. Well, they may show another X Men trailer. That's possible. I can't believe we've only seen one. There's only there's only one that's, trailer. That's why I think there's gonna be another one from the Captain America. So, are we ready to talk about the last? Avengers two. Yes. There was some cool footage in there. Concept art that was moving, and now, guys, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm about to go on a total geek mode because I, 
I, I w- went on a big rant on Twitter that night. I was happy, yes. but I was also pissed off. Not at Marvel, but on Fox. Okay, so okay, I'm going to save that part for last. Okay, so we get to see some footage between... Uh, moving concept are between Hulk and Black Widow for some reason. They, I think their yeah. building's moving and getting destroyed. Then there's an interesting shot of... I think it's Tony... And he's there's this purple machine, and there's a person standing there with his hands behind his back, like as a, it's like a beam or something. Do you have any idea what okay. it could be? I'm not sure. A lot of that, those images went by very fast. Well, they you can um, you can find them on Marvel.com if you want to see them. Yeah. Um, I think I think that image, in particular. If you want to send it to me, you can. I can tell you more. Um, but I think maybe that's him capturing some other villain in tandem of what, with what Ultron's doing. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was shocked that we didn't see Ultron. That like even like little teeth. We saw the same mask that we saw at Comic Con last year. Yeah. But you know, I it maybe they're. I, hang on. I feel like they're gonna. There's gonna be. More villains than just Ultron in that movie. Well, there is. We noted that Baron von Strucker is in it, right? Who I think may have an Age of Shield connection. That's very possible. But uh, that's a Captain America villain, yes. So I would say yes. But you think there's a? Do you think there's another one? Maybe like a minor villain. Kind of like how they use Scarecrow in the Dark Knight. Who would it be then? God. He's purple. Purple man. Or yeah, that or maybe it's a got a new rendition of the Living Laser. Okay, let's move move on. Um, we are get um, Kevin Feige is talking about you know shifting the rooster and the team all the time and so on. That you know that it can't always be the same yeah. members, which I think was great that he that he talked about. And I think get, that it's preparing for. Certain actors being done with the franchise. A little bit. Well, okay, let's talk about it for a second. They they did not talk about it in the special, but I think that that's something we need to talk about. Chris Evans recently said that he was going to take a he's going to take a break from acting after Marvel his Marvel contract is up. That doesn't mean that he's done with Marvel. Maybe he will renegotiate for a new contract. But there's a report came out this week or last week that. Sebastian Stan has a nine-picture deal. He's done two wow. movies so far. Chris Evans only had six. Right. And I don't want to set something off. I'm not gonna. Go, that's why we're gonna go right into this yeah. other topic. But I know what you're thinking. Put two and two together, and you will realize what yeah. I mean. But if you've uh, read comics for the past year, yeah. <coughs> You might catch on to that. But here's the thing: just because an, a Marvel actor is done with a contract doesn't mean that they're gonna that they are done. Because they have, right. I haven't heard Chris Evans express any disinterest for this character. He, care, I think that what could be challenging for him, or maybe tiring, is the workout routine that he has. Just, you know, because he has to yeah. get so bulked up when he when he's yeah. playing Cap. So maybe what he's gonna do is maybe he's gonna do like like Robin Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr., and sign up for like two more movies. 
Yeah. But what do you do after Avengers Free with these actors? I don't I don't I really don't know. Um what I what I foresee them doing is taking story arcs and turning them into movies. Yeah, because let's say for argument's sake that Avengers Free is about Thanos. The the, the like the trilogy ends right. with the biggest villain. Then what? You're done. You're not done, but like you, you've done a trilogy. You've done a major yeah. com- com- a completeness. That's not right. a word, but still. But let's talk about something that people have been waiting for. A- oh, wait. You want to say something? I was just going to say, I think if that after Avengers 3, they're going to try to throw in like Spider-Man and X-Men and stuff. Well, okay. Hey, hey. Okay. I think Disney's going to try to get the rights to that. But that's not for... 15 years down the road. I think what, what may happen off, in 15 years or something like that is that they may get, they may actually find a deal that will benefit all these three companies. They, yeah. Sony will get to keep Spider-Man, Fox will get to keep Fantastic Four and um, the X-Men, but they will all be in the same universe. And it's going to be under a deal that is going to benefit everybody. That's I, I think that's going to yeah. happen in, in 15 years. I, I think it's in everyone's best interest. So maybe try and do that. Yeah, because what if we could get civil war to happen? Right. That's where ultimately I think they want to go. I think that's the goal. Um, it's just right now that's something that's not possible because of rights issues. Well, and, and it's again we didn't think we were getting an Avengers movie though. Can now look. So I think that's the next goal. And I think it's also... Here's the thing. This universe is never going to reboot. I think that they have now... That's no. why they, they never kill characters off that quickly. That's why Jane Foster didn't die in the, in the, in the fourth sequel, which right. who everyone thought was going to die. That's why Loki didn't die. Loki is ne- not going to die. For, like they may, may, Tom Hiddleston may give up the role, but Loki is going to be here for a long, long, long time. It's, it's going to be like James Bond. Yeah, I think all these characters are going to be James Bond treated. Although I, Coulson yeah. cannot be replaced. Yeah, Coulson. But Coulson's a character I think you could get away with doing that with. Where he's done. You well, give him an ending. No, okay, let's. Mm, mm, don't want to talk I gotta say, die. Okay, let, let's just. Okay, let's let's just talk about that. Okay. So, something that people have been waiting for for the past couple of months since it was announced that Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen, who you're going to see in Godzilla in a few months, yes. had been cast as Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. People have been wondering what their costumes going to look like. And, you know, we've seen the costume for even Peters yeah. in Brian Singer's X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, let's just say w- without doubt that that costume looks like crap. I just I Quicksilver is in that movie. Yeah, I, I just yeah. And the thing that bothers me so much is that he's the Bryson has said this openly. He's only like in a few scenes. Yeah. And one of my friends, from what he understood about this, it's not was really that worth it. it's not worth it. From what one of my friends said, from what he understood about this concept, was that Bryson wanted to use him for a big special effects scene. Because the fact that even Peters yeah. didn't even do 
that many interviews or say that much about Quicksilver at Comic Con last year. Like I noticed that he like he doesn't know sh- he doesn't know much. Right. Yeah. And we get to look. We got the first concept art looks of Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch, and Aaron Hill Johnson as Quicksilver. I'm gonna say Quicksilver for last because this rant may end up hilarious. People are upset that there's basically no red with Scarlet Witch. Don, this is my perception on that though. Okay. I feel like they're gonna just be kids that stumble into this situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm looking at her her jacket. It does look a bit. Right, it looks red. like a, she's dressed as a normal teenager. I don't think they are teenagers to be honest. I think they're like in my okay. around my age actually. Okay, young 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 adults is that? Yeah, that's way to describe. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're average people that get thrown into the situation. Got either their powers emerge, commits this situation, or they had them and they're hiding them. Yeah, they. We still don't know what they're going to be called. They're not going to be called because you can't say they're Magneto's kids. They, they can't. There's been a rumor that right. there's a rumor that's been floating around for the past few weeks that they're going to be called miracles. They're kind. Oh God! I have no. They better not call Sky a miracle. Or I'm gonna flip well, no, no, Sky. I don't think. Here's the thing. Kevin Feige recently said in an interview that apparently in- Inhumans is not gonna be introduced through Age of Shield. It is apparently not. It's not either. It's not either gonna be a response to. It's not even gonna be a response to Fox's X Men. Okay. Which is. Are they gonna do Inhumans though? He said that that the idea has been discussed and that it is something they are. They're considering. It's just how they they don't know how to break it. I want that to happen for Seek. I was yeah, yeah, but okay. So I think I I like Scarlet Witch's look. I think that by the end of yeah. the week, I think she will have a uniform, and because like you said, I sure. think that these are ki- young adults who are not that rich. I think I I don't think they yeah. are. I think they're very poor, and they have to rely on each other. Yeah, I think some kind of crisis happens. <laughs> That throws them into this fight. Now, let's talk about the thing that is going to probably make a lot of listeners laugh because Annie's about to go in full rage mode. And you, Mr. Brian Singer. Did, well, there was one more point I wanted to make. Okay, do that. Um, did you see that the image or whatever it was? Of Hulk finding Tony? Oh my god, Hulk okay, armor? okay, let's take that. Hulk, Buster, Armor. Yes. That was pretty awesome. <gasps> now I have two theories on this. Go. Is that Tony in the armor fighting Hulk? Or is it Ultron hacked into the different armors kind of attacking Hulk? Both fears are really good, actually. I I could see, bo- I could see one of the, those be true. Because um, I, I, don't, I don't know if we need to see... An Avengers versus Hulk fight again, because we already saw that. It was one. it was more like four actually going against Hulk. Oh, that's true. But I I think it's it could be Ultron. But why would he look like that? He looks like Iron Man. I don't think he that's that those are not his colors. Right. But but it looked really cool. And um, 
Oh, I, I was so I, I I I geeked out when I saw that. Yeah. Now let's get to the thing. The thing. Not from the Fantastic Four. Yes. Brian Singer, you've been part of the X Men franchise in different capacities. You've been the director two times. Now you're you're doing you're doing the uh, for the third time. You've been a producer. You've been a writer, from what I believe. You've been part of this franchise for a long time. Yes. You decide to bring in Quicksilver for a few scenes. That's the look yes. you give. Joss Whedon bless you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you make Quicksilver look good. God, the, the, the look that Joss Whedon gave him? Yeah. Yes. I love that look. But this is the thing, Andy. Um, Brian Singer has a very different philosophy on the superhero costumes than Joss Whedon does. Oh, I haven't noticed. Brian Singer's got a thing. He likes black leather for the X-Men. Well, he ditched the black leather for Days of Future Past. Right. He ditched it, but he, he's... I don't know. He's too... Is it nostalgic? Would that work? I... I would call it Brian Singer syndrome. Yeah. Just, Brian Singer has a very different philosophy. Gotten costumes and whatnot. And now here's the thing. I, I think Brian Singer is a unique filmmaker, a storyteller, yeah. and the way he presents visual things is in it's fascinating, it's intriguing. But that but sorry, that Quicksilver suit looks like garbage. Now this he Quicksilver is in the fifties, right? That's of course seventies or wherever. I don't say. well this doesn't make sense to me at all. Like how does Magneto, he's he's. Oh, there. I'm getting a headache. I think what Brian Singer's trying to do is differentiate the time periods based on the costumes. I thought he, for some reason, that Quicksilver was coming coming from the future, based on how he looked. Yeah. Although, if we if we address like that in the future, then good, then may may Lola have us all, and. Um, because I didn't mind the, the X-Men costumes that they wore. In in, in Days in, of Future Past? Uh, no, Days of Future Past, first class. I, I, that, yeah, that, that, you know, there was more colors to it. Uh, right. Th- they looked fun. Like, it was, like, I, you know, I could laugh with the suit. Like, it, was, it was fun to watch them. But right. here, it's just, it's, 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 dro- it's dark and groomy and ooh. Right. And he thinks that's more practical for superheroes. I've heard Brian Singer say that. Yeah, it's. Oh Lord, I just. And that's the problem with these universes. They need. They need to come together. Desperately. Well, okay. Let's not get into that into that too much because I think we we right. talked about it too much now. But what I really get annoyed is that Brian Singer couldn't even. It's just for a few minutes. But yeah. like, so just make it look good for once. Yeah. But okay. Kind of hopefully that's the only problem that movie has. Oh no! But I loved uh, the concept art and. Um, yeah. I it's I know what what what. Part of me was hoping for a trailer, though. But, but somewhat. 
but but dude, they haven't been shooting for that long. We do yeah. we do see see some sick and unit stuff or whatever. They we see some uh, car explosion, whatever. They're they're doing some stuff, um, but I don't think that the main actor has started filming yet. Okay. Because then we will be seeing a bunch of photos. Quine, Chris Evans is needed to do, um, you know, premieres and stuff. Forget yeah. Coming out. And get get some rest for God's sake. Yes. Yes. But Cobb Jasmine is very good at taking care of his actors. Oh yes. He has a very he has a very family oriented philosophy with working on it. His cast on set, so that's a good sign. That you know he's going to make sure everyone's good, get up and ready for this. Now, is there anything else we we want to say about the special before we wrap it up? I thought it was very cool at how they had all the celebrity support that they got during the special. Yeah, we had uh, the guy from uh, Saturday Night Live. Yep. We had Chris Hardwick. We had um, people. They they show clips of Jimmy Kimmel live. Yeah, of him talking about it and being a big fan. Yeah, and he, yeah. he and he loves Shield. He's uh, he's watching it. He's he's had Chloe Bennett on and Clark Gregg on the on yep. his show. And I, I like Jimmy Kimmel. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he is. I enjoy watching his show. I don't know Funny why. Stuff. I don't know why he didn't get to take over Jay Leno's show. Um, I don't, I don't know why Jim Fallon exists, but hey, whatever. Yeah, I it's he's he's Tap not funny. He's not funny. He's not funny. I'm sorry. You hate Jimmy Fallon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that. He's trying too hard. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, I love this in, this documentary, and I'm gonna watch it again and again. And um, well Put done, it on it, Agents of Shield DVD. Yeah, do do that, and I think we should have him like this. Every year or something like that, if it's possible, to promote yeah. new stuff that is coming up and so on. Got it's a refresher. Got yeah. Get, I think it helps a lot of people get their memory refresher of what's going on. And also introduce to people that weren't there. Like me, I wasn't there at the beginning. God, I wish you got to hear, got to hear more of that story. Yeah, I may, I, more to it. I may go back on YouTube and try and look at previous Comic-Con panels and trailers and images and interviews like it this that stuff fascinates me coming and some of the rumors that were flying around back then were kind of nuts too they were kind of fun to read yeah but the guys it's time to wrap it up you can find the podcast on twitter at steel assemble you can follow me if you for some reason find my tweets entertaining my personal account at summer 93 AcrossTheAirs.com, your our home for all our podcasts, and you can find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Twitter at Across Airways. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're part of the Mix Network. We yes. air our our show, Hello Here to the Shield Podcast, airs on Monday Monday nights, 10, 10 p.m. Miami, Miami time, and um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, rate and re- review us, so we get more noticeable. If you want to support our website and our shows, you can buy things through our iTunes boxy. Yes. And uh, a part of that will uh, support our website and uh, make us uh, possible to run our shows. So if you do yep. that, we would really appreciate it. If you have any opinions and questions about shows that we cover here on Across the Airways or 
or our individual podcast, email us at Across the Airways, name in the subject what you what you're asking about, and they, that email will be read on that right show on that show that it's meant to be on. For sure. And um, we will see what happens next week. I'm I'm gonna try to come up with an idea what I, that I can do with uh, Dan um, as Shield is still not gonna air. It, there's gonna be a rerun of tracks. I can't wait till April. Come on, April to come, Andy. I, me too. And we're uh, almost there. Almost there. April 1st, I'm excited. So, but just keep watching, keep tuning in, and spread the word. Go on Twitter and Facebook. You got it. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Andy Bakht. I'm Dan Schmidt. And we will see you next time on the Helicarrier. Carrier.